bless his name. We give God the highest praise. It's time for the word, amen. We are on the seventh sermon of this series, the assurance of God's presence. And we are looking at verse one through three in the New King James, amen. Let us go to our word and read. It reads as such in Psalms 27, verses 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foe, they stumbled and fell, hallelujah. Though a army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this will I be confident, amen. The thought that I have through this is being confident in the faithfulness, purpose, and love of our God, hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, pour out, pour out, Lord, pour out. Father, somebody needs this message. Lord, your people are under spiritual attack. Lord, if, if you don't show us how to stand, if you don't show us how we can trust you, in the midst of the storm, some of us will be tempted to let go. So today, Lord, just speak through me, your servant, as I place myself under your mighty hand. Allow me to just be an instrument of your glory that you may speak as we look to you, as we point to you, as we depend on you. Lord, pour out of your spirit. Pour out, Lord, that we may hear from you. Even now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. David is running. If you have been in this series with me, you understand that David has fallen from the zenith of his fame and now he's running from his mentor. He's running from the army that he once command. He has lost everything, everything. He has lost his, his position. He has lost his authority. He has lost his friends. He has lost, and here he is in the valley in a real desert, and he's running, and King Saul and his army are chasing David. And here David is being in a position where he's never been here before. He has faced other trials, but this is the biggest trial of his life. And here he is speaking with a confidence and a faith that is unbelievable. If, 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 if it sounds like that David is not acknowledging the trouble he's in. It, it seems like that David is, 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 is just talking smack. 
but I'm telling you that David is teaching us how we can have confidence in God, speak the word of God, believe God for his promise and his word and his purpose and that he loves us no matter what life throws at us. No matter what Satan throws at us, David is not only in a physical attack, he is in a spiritual attack. Why I say that? Don't you know that Satan knew that David had purpose on his life? Don't you know that, that Satan knew that David was going to be exalted as king of the future and that the Messiah was going to come through him? The devil studies the Bible. The, the, the devil knows that God had a plan and he schemed and he took a glance at that he needed to stop David, to kill David, to put so much doubt in David that David wouldn't trust God for his future. My brothers and sisters, let, let, me, let, me, let me just tell you, your, your faith is a, is a faith battle. Your fight is a faith battle. That's the battle. I know he's messing with everything around you. I know it's coming through people. I know that everything is falling apart. But ultimately, Satan will mess with the things around you to attack your faith. Your faith. Your faith. I have talked to a number of people this week. And as they described what they was going through, I, I turned towards them. I said, ultimately, this is a faith battle. Satan is trying to distract you from trusting God, leaning on God, believing God for the vision, for the illumination, for the purpose that he has shown you. Oh, yes, he is. Look at David. Let me start back at verse 1 and quickly review. He says at verse 1, he said, the, the Lord is my light, my illumination. He gives me my next step. He has shown me my purpose. He has spoken into me what he has for me. I'm holding on to my hope because I have an expectation on the table. Listen, when God shows you something, when God has purpose for you, the greater the purpose, the greater the test. The greater God's purpose for you, in you, in your future, the greater the test. And many times what we think, well, if I, got, if I have God's favor, if I have God on my side, then nothing's going to happen. I will tell you this, as long as you in purpose, on purpose, you're immortal. But all hell is going to break, come around you. All hell is going to happen around you. Matter of fact, it may attack your body. It may attack you. Don't, 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 don't believe the lie that, 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 that nothing's going to happen. No, your faith is what is being attacked. And Satan will throw everything and anything at you to attack your faith. Do I have any amens in the house? Is there anybody know what I'm talking about? Is there anybody who understands that unless you put what's happening in a spiritual perspective, you will lose your faith. 
unless you understand that your enemy is the devil. Ephesians chapter 6 said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principles, against, against, against wickedness. Listen, your battle is against the devil, though it comes through people. It comes through things. It comes through events and happenings. God got your back. God got your back. Look at David. Look at what he says in this Psalms. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, my deliverance. He's, he, he helps me. He fights my battles. God is my way out of this. So I'm going to trust in him. He says, whom shall I fear? He said, no matter who comes against me. He's more than a world against me. When God is on your side, nobody can defeat you. When God is on your side, wait on him, trust him, keep praising him, keep, keep, keep lifting him, get into your worship, call on him. Matter of fact, last week I told you, speak the word of God to yourself. Speak out of your mouth, speak positivity. Keep your mind off the negative. Listen, it's not that David doesn't realize what is happening. Let me explain. Many times what we do, we try to ignore or act like the negativity or the bad things are not happening. That's not what David does here. He understands. Look what he says in, in verse 2. He said, my enemies... And my foe, he said, when the wicked come up against me to eat up my flesh, he said, I have enemies. I recognize what is happening. I, I, I'm not ignorant of what, what, what's going on around me, but I choose not to talk about it. I choose not to make that the emphasis of my life. I know what's happening. I'm, I'm well aware of the, of the circumstance I'm in. I'm well aware of, of what's going on around me. But I just make a knowledge that they're there and their intent. Matter of fact, if you look at the tense of it, he says, when? He's saying, in my past. You know what he's saying? I have some experiences on the table. I could not have made it this far on my own. I got a testimony. I got testimonies. I recognize what God has done for me to get me here. Don't ever forget. Make a catalog. Make a list of the victories, of the answered prayers, of what God has brought you through. Listen, 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 listen. Do not make your past all negative. Though the negative happened, you made it. You, you survived. You're here. God brought you through. It didn't kill you. It didn't impede you. When I look back over my life, though I see all the negative, I see something else. 
I see victory. I see that I'm more than a conqueror. I realize that that which the devil intended to happen didn't happen. The devil tried to stop me before I got started. But guess what? I'm preaching. I'm trusting God. I'm doing the work that I've been called to do. But the devil tried to kill me a long time ago. But guess what? He couldn't. He didn't. He tried. But I'm here. How about you? What, what, what has God brought you through? What has God brought you over? What happened in the negative part of your life but the effect, the, the, the determination that Satan had to destroy you, God made you stronger. Your experience with God has made you more, 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 more determined. You know God is faithful. You know God is real. See, the faithfulness of God is based on your experience. Hallelujah. Has he been faithful in the past? Did he bring you out? Did he bring you through? Did he keep you in your right mind in spite of? And listen, you don't even look like what you've been through. That's something to praise God for. That's something to praise. And people knew your story. I know I'm talking to a lot of folks. And people knew what God has brought you through. They would say you a lie. You haven't been through all that. And you can say, listen, you don't have to believe me. I know my story. I know what I've been through. And though I've been all through all of that, look what God has done. Hallelujah. I know I'm not the only one that can say that. I know there's a lot of that God has determined in your life. And the devil through a lot of fertilizer at you. You know what I'm talking about. A lot of done at you. But God used it to feed you, to strengthen you. You would not have the faith that you have if you had not been where you've been through. It was good that I was afflicted because through the affliction, I have learned the ways of God, the principles of God, the heart of God. And I know that God is Faithful. David is saying, my past has prepared me for what I'm going through now. What I've been through, it just gave me enough knowledge that I can, I can face what I'm going through and still have faith. Can, can I ask you a question? Are you operating out of Faith or fear. Now, God wants us to be careful. He wants us to be concerned, but not stopped by fear. Not frightened. Not stuck. Not, not paralyzed. David sees it, but his faith has him lifted up above his circumstances. You have to see God. You have to equate God in your every circumstance. You got to see that God got you. Watch how it gets tougher. He says, when the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, 
I don't know if he's talking about the bear. I don't know if he's talking about the lion. I don't know if he's talking about Goliath. But David also had other battles. At this point, David had already been commander over Saul's army. Now, the very army he commanded is chasing him. What? The very king that was his mentor that David would have died for was chasing him. Can, 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 I, can I step into this just a little bit? Many times when God has purpose and anointing for you, the very people that are, are to back you will be against you. Nobody wants you to rise higher than they are. Sometimes it's family, sometimes it's friends, it's, sometimes it's the clique. God will, 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 will raise you above where you're at to take you where you need to be. And, and, and many times, the people that got you to this point can't go with you. You, you can't be mad about that. Maybe they don't want to go. Maybe their calling isn't what your calling is. But, but God will, at each level, bring new people into your life to speak into your spirit, to encourage you, to, to help you reach where God is calling you. Turn to somebody and say, God got a calling on me. His anointing is on me. His purpose is in me. And he is ordering my steps to get me where he wants me to be. God is working it out. Oh, yes, he is. That's what Romans 8, 28 says. He said that God is working all things together. The good, the bad, the ugly. Somehow, God is, is painting a picture and it's in his picture of you being his masterpiece. He is working it through you, in you, for you. He said, we are assured, we are confident again. We know that God being a partner in their labor, in their hurt, in their pain, in your struggle, in whatever you go through, that all things, not some things, all things, not Many things, all things. If you're walking in his purpose, he's going to work it together, fitting into a plan with your name on it. With your name on it. David catches this. David understands it. I'm not saying you don't cry sometimes. You better cry sometimes. I'm not saying you don't go down sometimes. But you know how to build yourself back up. I'm not saying you don't have bad days. But, but you got to keep holding on to God's character. And his character is God can't help himself but to be a God that is faithful. He's faithful when we're not faithful. He's faithful when we have missed it. He's faithful. I'm so glad God doesn't react to us. Hallelujah. What he has for you is for you. And the only way you can miss what's for you is not trusting him when you're in the valley. 
David made a whole lot of mistakes, but God never changed what he said about David. He said that David was a man after his own heart. And what that means is David chased God's heart. When you're chasing his heart, can't much get you off track. And if it does, God will bring you back. I know I'm right about it. Listen, though you fall, the righteous man falls seven times, but he keeps getting back up. The secret is your faith won't keep you down. Your faith won't keep you, won't, 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 won't let you stay off track. Your faith will lift you. Your faith will talk to you. Your faith will speak to you. If you remember how good he's been in your past, it will keep you in your presence. Hallelujah. You have to be intentional in a spiritual fight. You just can't just be as normal. You can't be like everybody else. You can't go everywhere. You can't just do anything. You just can't say anything. When, when God has his hands on you, it is required of you to keep chasing him. It is required of you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, it may cost you more, but it will bless you more if you keep on running towards him. Yes, you can't be like everybody else. It, it is amazing how people who has not as much calling or purpose or, 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 or some of who don't even know the culprit can just get away with anything. And it seems like you can't get away with nothing. It's funny how, how folks can say anything, do anything, and have no conviction. But you, you got to go back and say you're sorry. You got to go back and repent and all that. Listen, don't take that as a negative. What God is saying, that's my purpose in you. That's my calling on you. I have to make you a person of a higher level of integrity where your spirit is sensitive to the spirit of God. You got to be sensitive to the voice of God, the spirit of God, the heart of God. David was. That set him apart. That made him different. He could not handle himself like everybody else. Because God was working in him to complete in him and through him the purpose that he had in his life. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. Purpose will help you stay on track. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yes, it will. Psalms, 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 Psalms 37. Look what it says there. Psalms 37, verse 3 and 8. Psalms 37, verses 3 and 8. It says this. Well, they're they going to catch up with me. It says, trust, lean on, rely on, be confident. There we go with that word again. Be confident 
in the Lord. And watch this, and do good. You can't tell me that you're trusting in God, has confidence in God, and relying on God, and live anyway. <laughs> you, you can't tell me that, 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 that you have confidence in God, you're leaning on him, and you're not acting in love. You can't tell, there, there, there's, a, there's a contradiction there. Your mouth is speaking one thing, and your heart is someplace else. So shall you live in the land and feed, watch this, surely on God's faithfulness. You know what they say? I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. God will drop blessings on your way to your destiny. It's not your destiny yet, but he'll give you things that will give you the confidence you're on the right track. He'll speak words to you. He'll, he'll, he'll give you a vision. He'll give you a dream. He'll, he'll show you, I got you. I, I know you're in the desert. I, I know that this is hard. I know you're tired of crying, but I'm not finished yet. Wait on me. Believe in me. I'm not finished yet. And when you feel like you can't take no more, God would drop a handful of blessing. That's, 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 that's what happened with Ruth. Here she is. She, she, her and her mother-in-law, Naomi, are hungry. And she's gathering wheat. And Boaz, who is her future husband, keeps dropping handfuls of blessings. Now, it wasn't her destiny yet. It wasn't time yet. But it kept her keep going, trusting God, because he saw God had favor. Or her in the storm. Is there anybody see the favor of God? Though you're not there yet, though, though, though the fulfillment of your blessings not there yet, but God keeps on showing you He got you, He loves you, He's with you, He's for you, and He's dropping evidence of His hands, His, his blessing, of His presence in your life to let you know that he got you even in this. Hallelujah. My, my brothers and sisters, David is teaching us how to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. How to trust him when, when, it, when, when it's inconvenient. Verse 5 of 37 says, commit your way. Lord, commit your way unto him. Verse 4 said, delight yourself in the Lord, which means that he becomes your joy. He becomes your everything. Verse 5 said, commit yourself unto his way. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. He becomes your joy. He becomes your satisfaction. You look to him. Too many of us are looking everywhere else. <laughs> we're looking at people. We're looking at friends. We're looking at family. And we think that, that we ought to find our joy and delight in them. But when God has his hands on you and he's lifting you many times, they don't understand what is happening in you. So they don't get you. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. They, they, they would think you're different. I've been different my entire life. I've been different my entire life. I never fit in. I never fit in. Was always spiritual. I, 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 I saw spiritual things when I was young. I didn't understand. I had no dream God was going to call me to preach. I just, I got to the place I was okay being different. Had to get to the place where it was okay being different. I, I, now, I look back and I recognize it was God all the time. Now, it made me not like myself, but now I realize it was God all the time. Once you see that, he says, commit, don't, don't run from it, commit to it. Commit your way to it. He said, he said, said rely on him. Just know, Charles Stanley says this, he said, just do what God tells you to do and leave the end results to him. God is faithful. Even when we don't understand, God is faithful. One of my, one of my life verses is Proverbs 3, 5. It says, lean not unto your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge me, submit to him, and he shall direct your path. And the reason that about he would be he would be help to your to your body. He said, even your money, if you give your part, God will bless you. And what God said, He said, in every way, I want to bless you. In every way, if you trust me, I will make a way out of nowhere. God is faithful, even when we're not. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Listen. God is not depending on us to, to walk in our own strength. David said that the Lord is the strength of my life. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Not in you. Not in your way. Some of us is too tough. Some of us is too stubborn. God is trying to break you and you refuse to break. Sometimes we think we're being strong and we're fighting against the Lord. The Lord had to tell me that. He said, he said you, you're too strong for your own good. I have to break you so that your dependency is no longer on your own strength. Your dependency is on me. Listen, when God fights your battle, it takes the weight off of you. There's a peace when God got you. There's a joy when God got you. I keep on telling us that, that it, it, it's not your circumstances that makes you fearful. It's being out of the will of God where fear will overtake you. Are you operating in faith or fear? Because fear is from the devil. But when you walk in peace, he says, I will keep you in peace, peace. I will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is staying on him. Here we have, I love the book of Esther, and don't turn to it, but I'm just going to go through the story. Here you have 
Mordecai and Hangman, and Mordecai trusts God, and Hangman can't stand Mordecai. Listen, Mordecai, he was just walking in his purpose. He's just walking in his faith, but Haman couldn't stand him. And he set up a plan to destroy Mordecai. Did you know at the end of the story that, that, that God so strategically protected Mordecai who trusted him that Haman's wife and own family told him if if this is the man that you've been trying to kill, you in trouble. Listen, your enemies will fall in their own trap. The, 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 the gallows to hang Mordecai that, that Haman had built, he was hung himself. There's something about trusting the Lord that makes everything okay. David says, my enemies... They came and they stumbled and fell past him. Then he says, when the wicked encamp against me, the trouble grew bigger. When the army surrounds me, he said, he said based on my past, I trust God in my future. Though I know an army is against me, though I know that they're out to destroy me, I know what King Saul is trying to do, but I believe God in my future that though they do it, in this I will be confident. David, what are you confident in? I'm confident that the Lord is my light and my salvation. I'm confident in that the Lord is the strength of my life. David, you said that I'm confident that the Lord is the one who gave me my purpose and God is going to fulfill what he showed me. I know that God is faithful, so I know he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. The Lord been faithful in my past and he's faithful in my presence. And if he's been faithful in my past, I know he's going to be faithful in my future. Therefore, I believe that when my enemy come, I have a confidence that the Lord will even give me the strength to stand through, go through, no matter what life does to me. There's a verse, then I'm done. There's a verse in the Bible that I use many times. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 13. And it's Paul who is writing, and he says, Yet we have the same spirit of faith as those who wrote the Bible. And as he has wrote, I have believed, and therefore I have spoken. We believe too, and therefore we speak. Know what he's saying? What God has done for those in the past, he surely will do it. For you. The book of Hebrew in chapter 11 give us a book of heroes of faith, not of acts, of faith. They acted because they had faith. They trusted God against all odds. And they list them. They list Noah. They list Enoch. They list Abraham. They list David. They go through and it tells 
promise you that this whole thing is about faith. Guess what? Paul is saying, he said, hey, it's written. Their stories is written that we can be encouraged by what they've been through. They was just like us. We called them heroes of the Bible, but they was just like us. But they did like David did. God gave them enough experience in their past that they could say, I know he's faithful. I know he's good. I know God will do exactly what he said he's going to do. I know that God is going to show up right on time. Hey, 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 hey. They knew they had purpose. They believed what God told them. They believed that God was going to make a way out of nowhere. And they waited on God to give them the strength that they needed. Then I go to Romans chapter 8. It said, what will separate us? from the love of God. And he goes down and says, nothing will separate us from his love. I know he loved us. He called us out of our sins into his marvelous light. He loved you so much that before you could do anything good, he called you, he died for you. He, he, he called you by name. He cleansed you. He called you by name and put his name on you. There's the love of Jesus that makes everything okay. You ought to tell yourself, in spite of me, he loves me. I didn't earn it. I didn't do anything to get it. He gave it to me. He came and caught me, saved me, delivered me. He's blessing me. And if he's willing to do that, won't he do everything else to keep me on my journey? He's just that good. Build up your confidence. Tell somebody, he loves me. He has purpose for me. He's working it out for me. Why? Because that is just who he is. Who he is. Can't earn this. It's a gift. And when you recognize it's the gift of God, it makes you praise him more. It makes you thank him more. It makes you realize, Lord, you love me like this. In spite of me. Not because of me. And there's nothing that I can do to stop you from loving me. It's receiving that. It's knowing that. It's knowing that he got his hands on you, his purpose on you, and his love on you. And he is faithful. It's not about you. It's about his love and his faithfulness towards you. He's just that. Good. I don't know where you are today, but I know that God loves you. I know that he said that he gave his only begotten son for the world to die for us, that through him we might be saved. Jesus took on our sins. He died, then he got up with all power in his hands, and he did it for you. If you don't know him, 
It's time to let Jesus in your life. It's basically, Lord, I believe that you died for my sins. Lord, I receive you. I accept you. I need you to be my savior. And if you mean it from your heart and you accept Jesus, he comes in and he lives with you for the rest of your life. Maybe some of you, you, you know him, but you're off track because it got hard. It's time to get back on track. It's time to stir up your faith and begin to trust his faithfulness, his purpose, and his love for you. Speak it out of your mouth, and God will meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. Your deliverance is in his hands. Your future is in him. Your identity and your image is in him. The number there, if you call the 451-31 number, you can call, somebody will call you back. Let's pray. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, we say hallelujah. We say glory. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we love you with all of our hearts. Lord, somebody is crying out to you. Somebody needs you. Lord, I ask that you will manifest your presence, that, the, that, the, that your glory will fall on them, that your love will fall on them, that chains will begin to fall off, that deliverance will begin to happen, that hope will begin to stir up. Lord, Help us to let go of whatever we're holding on to that's keeping us from knowing your love, sensing your love in our spirit. Help us to see you like we have never seen you before. Lord, thank you for David's testimony of how he encouraged himself in the valley. Help us to know your faithful, and you are in our situation with us no matter what. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the support. We love you. We'll see you next week.